Good morning, it's Shay Cormack here, your Friday night uh, DM, and uh, welcome to another beautiful morning in Wellington City. The winds have finally uh, finished, and today is uh, what we call Waitangi Day in New Zealand. It's effectively New Zealand Day, but it uh, just celebrates like the birth of our nation uh, through an agreement between the indigenous peoples of our land and uh, the colonialisers. Uh, that came here a couple hundred years ago uh, so it's a lovely day to have off and I'm looking forward to taking the kids to the park but I'm also taking the opportunity to create a little episode I want to start off with a call-in from uh, Liren and it took me a few listens to realize she was referencing um, my episode about the barroom brawl theology about just keep on fighting um, and I think it must be because I make these podcasts so early in the morning I barely remember uh, what I talked about. So thank you, Laren, for your call in. I'll play that now. Hi, Che. It's Laren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I was just listening to your episode and, you know, it made me think about the fact that watching movies and TV shows where things are happily ever after, where some trial and tribulations come and then they overcome and then they live happily ever after, Sometimes I really think that has a negative effect. I don't know what it's like over there, but I'm in the U.S. and I grew up in Michigan. And, you know, like every movie, they lived happily ever after, every fairy tale. So as I've gotten older, and I turned 51 today, so I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to say this, I've realized that, yeah, things can get really good. And if you don't pay attention, they can slide away and you didn't notice. So you have to keep doing the work. You have to keep paying attention and you can't just sit back and go, oh, I'm in happily ever after now and stop. Anyway, have a good one. Uh, thanks again, Lauren, for your call in. Funny, funny that you talk about stories. I spend a lot of um, my free time listening to uh, a lecture series given by Jordan Peterson. And it really deals with uh, psychology, but from a mythological um, Kind of standpoint and so so much of the lectures are about stories how they're formed um, over eons of time um, amongst humanity to direct us and guide us to those things that are really important and um, you're you're quite right really um, sometimes it's watered down with the happily ever after um, it's a the happily ever after is always like a brief interlude. You have your adventure, you have your grand fight, you come out victorious on the other end, uh, you meet your romantic love of your life or whatever and you settle down happily ever after. And if you fade to black right then and there, it can be a little bit uh, saccharine, a little bit uh, sugary sweet and a little bit unrealistic. But if you don't fade to black um, in real life, life goes on and the next challenge comes, the next fight comes. Um, and so it's this never ending cycle, just so right, never ending cycle of taking on the next challenge, fighting, hopefully overcoming it. Maybe if you're really lucky, you get a moment of happily ever after or a brief respite from the fight before something comes knocking at your door to try and push, push you off your pedestal again. So uh, just again to everybody out there, just keep getting back up keep fighting on. Um, you may never achieve some kind of nirvana or um, happily ever after moment, but every time 
you get back up. It's an amazing victory. And uh, I think the other thing is to every now and then take a moment to look back over your life and uh, see how much progress you really have made. Sometimes it seems like you're that little uh, mouse in the bottom of the bucket uh, churning and churning and trying to make cream. I don't know if anyone gets that reference from uh, Catch Me If You Can, but if you look back over your life, you'll see that all that fighting has actually really brought you a long way. And so happy birthday, Lear and I, not, probably not your birthday like today, but uh, you've made it to 51 years. You've been fighting for 50, 50 years and uh, I hope you've got another 50 in you. So thanks again for your call in. My main topic for today is uh, just like a DM journal. Um, I want to track a little bit of my progress through the campaign that I'm running at the moment. I started this year off with a commitment or a challenge to myself to creatively um, present a new uh, episode or night of gameplay to my players um, each week or each session. And I changed it a little bit as I went along. Originally I was going to do ICRPG and it was going to be very much driven by the ICRPG method of running two or three rooms uh, a night. And uh, I don't know if, if you're familiar with that, I mean, basically a room would be a large set piece um, 3D terrain setup with a specific set of rules. Um, almost getting towards like a skirmish game kind of idea or um, almost like a board game approach to D&D, very tactical, um, very move your mini around and shoot things and take advantage of cover and all that kind of stuff. Um, I moved away from that a little bit uh, from the requests of my players and we're playing fifth edition and in doing so I realized you know I need to try and um, uh, bring more narrative into it so really what I'm doing at the moment is a combination of theater of the mind uh, narrative and NPC interaction um, with one or two um, set piece battles or 3D terrain kind of setups or as you'd call them in ICRPG rooms and it's been going from what I can see very well so far um, most nights I've had I think two set pieces um, as well as some interludes of uh, role play and social interaction and I hope my players are really enjoying enjoying themselves I think one of the standout funny things is um, somebody in the party, a barbarian, half-orc barbarian, imbibed two healing potions that he got from like a mad wizard. And as soon as he drank them both, um, both in one in, both in one round, he leveled up um, by my command as the dungeon master. He leveled up to a, a level in wild magic sorcerer. Uh, so, and I also. We came up as a table with a new rule as well that when he uses, I think it's called Tides of Chaos, he can get advantage on a roll, uh, but then I can, the DM can force him at any time to make a roll on the magic, on the wild magic table. I ch we changed it a little bit and said that every time he rages, so instead of me just forcing him every now and then to make a roll on the wild magic table, every time he activates rage, he has to roll on the wild magic table. So it's really funny and I think it's going to, uh, create some real craziness into the future so that's really cool um, but what I wanted to talk about this morning mostly was around the creative challenge of creating 
uh, gameplay every week. And not only am I building the mechanics and the ideas, but I'm quite often building um, terrain as well. And uh, that adds another challenge because even the quickest of terrain builds does soak up one or two hours of my week. And I have come across a new quick and easy and quite effective uh, method of building terrain, and that's using cardboard. Now I'd seen a little bit of uh, this style of crafting on the internet on YouTube. Uh, I think there's at least one YouTuber, probably there's probably more than one or two guys uh, doing it on YouTube. It didn't really take my fancy because I have invested quite a bit of time and effort of building up um, terrain that I've made out of XPS foam. And I didn't think the two would really mix together. And I was really happy with the way foam looked. But you can't beat the speed at which you can put together um, cardboard. And if you want to see some of my efforts, if you're on Facebook, search um, Friday Night DND. And you'll find my Facebook page for our DND group on a Friday night. Or Upper Hut. So that's A, uh, sorry, U P P E R. H-U-T-T RPG club and that's the club that I run in Upper Hutt and that normally has photos and pictures from our game as well and you'll see that I've uh, been able to quickly use um, cardboard, hot glue and markers to create uh, set pieces for, of terrain. You know some of these may be a one-off uses so they've got to be quick and easy and um, the other real advantage I've found from using cardboard is you can quickly create very um, vertical spaces. So a lot of the time um, in D&D &D when you're doing terrain, it's quite often quite flat spaces. You have uh, scatter or things to break up line of sight, um, but investing in making big walls or large vertical things, that's a lot of effort and a lot of um, especially if you're not going to use it very often, but cardboard has given me a new, a new uh, way of creating quickly. But that is crafting terrain for my uh, set pieces, for my rooms, going by the ICRPG um, terminology, does take up yeah, one to two hours of my week. You know, and I've only got a few precious hours of preparation time uh, to produce the game. And then I'm looking at um, further on that is trying to think of mechanics to go along with that terrain. So thinking of a, some timer mechanics, which is really important to me using the timers, um, as well as thinking about some treats and some, some threats that I'm going to put into those rooms and in a meaningful way uh, as well. So there's quite a bit of work to do every week. And I was thinking about it uh, yesterday. Basically, it's like inventing a board game, a new board game every week um, and it's, it's quite a challenge. In fact I'm just co contemplating a little bit whether I should talk to one of the other guys that's interested in dungeon mastering and start alternating with him and that will give me two weeks to do uh, crafting especially because I'm, we're uh, going into the Underdark soon and I've got some really cool ideas uh, for the type of things that I want to have the players encounter. But some of them, I think if I had the time to do the crafting, um, 
that I'm thinking about doing, it'll be really, really effective because the visual impact of what I want to do would be just really special. That's one of the things I love about doing crafting and uh, being able to present my players with uh, scenes that I've created is the surprise and hopefully when I say awe, you know, this is not Weta Workshop's uh, level quality of uh, scenery creation. But I must admit, uh, when I unveiled my little dockside town scene, I put a cover over it. So when everyone walked into the room uh, and sat down and we started just talking and having fun before we played, no one could see it. And then I could pull away the cover to reveal it. And I really love... Um, presenting something special uh, to my players. Hopefully they go away thinking, man, that was really awesome. Um, you know, because maybe if as a DM, if I can't do anything particularly amazing, at least uh, I can present these 3D creations for everybody. Not many other people are doing that. So that's uh, one feather for my cap. But, but going back to creativity, the challenge every week that I've set for myself is to be creative about what I'm doing. And I had a crux moment um, this week where we're going to the underdark and I was starting to feel a little bit the pressure of the preparation. And I remembered the adventure out of the abyss, which I've got a copy of. And I started looking through it and I was very tempted to use the travel rules from Out of the Abyss um, and do some, basically it's almost like a hex crawl, probably do it theater of the mind as well. And I could do a couple of sessions of traveling through the Underdark um, purely out of that material and save myself a lot of work. But what I came, uh, came to the conclusion was, no, I'm not gonna do that. The challenge is for me to creatively um, make things and um, if that means we're going to stray away from straight up D&D lore or rules about how the different things in the Underdark works, well, so, so be it. Um, this is an opportunity for me to create new and exciting and things that interest me and hopefully will interest my players as well. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there that I've got this creative challenge my, for myself. It is really pretty, pretty hard. Uh, to invest that time every week. You've also got The Resistance. I don't know if anyone's ever read that book. I'll have to fish out the book and get the name of the author. But basically, um, the premise is that anyone engaging in a creative endeavor is going to be challenged by what they call The Resistance, which is all those reasons why you shouldn't spend that time, all those reasons why you should just flop down on the couch in front of an episode or something and just waste you know, an hour of your night um, blobbing out on the couch instead of doing the hard yards that you have challenged yourself to do. So I just want to encourage everyone to keep putting in that creative work and uh, for yourself really, you know, because if you've decided to be the dungeon master and you've set yourself some kind of uh, level of achievement or level of um, quality, um, in terms of what you're producing and delivering to your players every week, then for yourself, you need to push through those barriers and make those achievements, again, for yourself, first of all, but your motivation is often, well, for me, and I wanna remind everyone about this, 
the real true pleasure of D&D is sitting down at a table with some chips and drinks, looking your other players in the face, having a smile, having a laugh, having a chat and enjoying your time together. And uh, all of this is in service of that, but as a side benefit, we get to stretch our um, creative muscles. Sometimes we don't get to use them um, during the rest of the, our week as we uh, build cod, cogs and widgets and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's your Friday night DM signing off. Keep having fun, keep making friends. See you later.